0: Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. It's Friday the 13th of October, and I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and this week we had a return to Tallahassee as our lawmakers came back from a hurricane-imposed delay that kept them away from discussing all the issues that they want to bring up for the coming legislative session. One of the new voices we heard from was Senator Kathleen Pasadomo, who was given the Education Appropriations Chairmanship in the Senate, replacing Senator David Simmons. Pasadomo has quite a different point of view on some of the things that she wanted to approach. Uh, She has never served on an education committee, or at least not for a very long time, and she talked about, during her initial comments, where she wanted to see the committee head. One
1: of the biggest challenges that I think we're facing in this country is, uh, uh, and particularly in the schools, is substance abuse and mental health uh, concerns. A teacher can only teach so much and can only teach in a classroom where the students are active, engaged, and not um, struggling uh, from medical issues that are either related to health, uh, mental health, or substance abuse, and so um, I'd like to uh, hear more about that. And in fact, next our next meeting will be a workshop where we're going to hear from uh, educators as to what their uh, concerns are, what the best practices are, uh, what the school districts are doing now, what they'd like to see happen in the future because yeah, my goal would be how do we help our teachers um, teach our students and not have to be burdened with be parenting them at the same time.
0: Those issues are quite different from the ones that Senator Simmons had liked to take up. He focused quite a bit more on issues such as the lowest performing schools and how to get them more educational time during the school day. He also had been on the education committee as an appropriations chairman for a long, long time. And so he was pretty well versed in a lot of the things that we talked about with finances. That doesn't mean that Senator Pasadomo was without her support. Senator Bill Montford, who heads the state superintendents association, said that the issue of mental health had been on superintendent's agenda for a long time. And he looked forward to having these conversations. Other school districts chimed in on Twitter saying that that was an issue they wanted to see attacked as well. Vice chairman, Senator Dana Young also noted that her issue of wanting to look more at early learning education pre-kindergarten would be really well to fit in with what Senator Pasadomo had set as her priorities. In fact, early education was on a lot of people's minds this week. Last session, the legislature created what they called an early grade success committee, and they wanted to have that committee look at creating a coordinated child assessment system for school readiness, voluntary pre-K, kindergarten readiness. Seventeen people are on that committee, including some well-known people and some less well-known people. David Lawrence, who helped shepherd through the pre-K legislation several years ago and has continued to work on the issue ever since, was on that committee. Senator Dorothy Huckle, who is the chairwoman of the education committee in the Senate, There are parents, and there are staff members, and a lot of people who we do and don't know, principals, teachers, and they gathered for the first time this week. They had a fairly lengthy meeting to try and get that work done. They're trying to make a report by December 1st. Here's what parent Elizabeth Moya had to say about what she hoped the committee will accomplish.
1: Um, And as a parent, I'm really looking forward to having a conversation on how we align our expectations for young children. We talk about our zero and our one-year-olds, and as many of us know, they're very different than our four, five, and six-year-olds. So I'm really excited to have that conversation. And what are our expectations for our children in the state, as well as our teachers and our different providers that work with these young kids?
0: In addition to that focus on the youngest children, leaders of the Florida House Republicans Got, got together for a press conference this week to talk about what they wanted to see happen for children in the schools who feel like they've been bullied or victimized. They announced proposed legislation, which we haven't even seen the language for yet, that would create a HOPE scholarship, which sort of falls in line with the tax credit scholarship program that allows low-income students to transfer out of their public schools into private schools using state funds. But of course, those state funds do not come directly through the state budgeting process because it's a tax credit scholarship program. And that is how they have avoided getting court scrutiny because nobody can actually get standing to challenge its use because it's not actually tax money. This new program that they're proposing would be similar in structure, but it would allow students who feel that they've been bullied or victimized in school to head off to a private school where they feel safer they would have to submit a complaint with, after they have felt like they've been victimized, and then within 15 days they would become eligible. We really haven't seen a lot of the language. We just know what the House members have said. Here's what Speaker Richard Corcoran had to say about why he thought this was necessary and how he thought that parents might take advantage. I mean, the parent of the child is making a termination that now this is a, a tremendously hostile, physical, violent system for my child and they make that determina- they they're going to make that determination is this a learning environment for my child or should i take the hope scholarship and go somewhere else and we, and i fully trust parents to make that decision wisely the announcement instantly created a stream of feedback from the positive that they really like the idea that thousands of students who feel unsafe in their schools could have an outlet and they enjoy the school choice options that other people have had all the way to the other side where people asked a a plethora of questions. Why do you punish the victim rather than punishing the bully? Why do you need to create yet another voucher program taking kids away from the public school system and trying to almost demonize the school system as being unsafe? The leadership pointed out that they don't feel that's the case. They're just trying to give people another option that they might not otherwise have or might not otherwise be able to afford, but that they, they could also transfer to a public school if they wanted. That would raise a bunch of questions about wh- whether the money would transfer with them, how much it would transfer, and so forth. All these questions are yet to be answered. House Speaker has not put the bill forward. It'll be sponsored by, Senate, or by Representative Byron Donalds. The Senate hasn't gotten a copy yet, but Senator, Senate President Joe Negron, whose own priority bill on higher education expansion, including a growth of the Bright Futures scholarship program, moved through the Senate Education Committee this week, said he would be open to the idea that the House leaders are bringing forward. This could be one of the areas that a lot of people pay attention to because we all know that the reason that Senator Negron's bill is moving through the committees again this year is because last year it was one of the negotiated items that fell to the wayside as the House won its proposal for House Bill 7069. So this will be an area where people will be paying attention to whether the Senate continues to do the House activities and then not get what it wants or how it negotiates for this coming year on education and a variety of other issues. Keep a close eye on this one. This first week of committee hearings also paid close attention to the Jefferson County School District, which was the first to become fully charter school operated. It happened after a lengthy period of time in which the students were not performing well and the district seemed to be in some degree of dysfunction. This week, They brought in representatives from the charter school operator Somerset, as well as some of the community leaders and community residents to discuss what has been going on so far and how, if at at all, they want to progress with this county and others that may fall under the same umbrella. One of the people to speak was school board member Sandra Saunders, who was not impressed with everything that's been going on, but still ready to just sort of go with the flow and hope that things will get better for the children in her community.
2: We just hope that we can work together to move forward in what we need to get. You're here today to listen to us. I thought it was about where our progress is, but it's maybe more about where how we're spending the money. I'm just not sure. But with that being said, it's not a whole lot that I can tell you that's gonna make a difference for us to change our district. Because what our district needs is academics. That's what makes the difference in our letter grade. In order for us to move from an F to where we need to be, academics is what we need. All the other things are of uh, motivational, of a moral value. The uniforms, they look great. The kids are all in uniforms, which I think that they should have been so long ago. All the teachers, all the staff, they're in uniform. That makes the morale of coming to school looking good. The buildings have been painted, that's great. New playgrounds, that's great. The lunchroom and the lunches and all of that is all good but the board's point of view and i believe yours as well as the department of education chancellor is where is the grade so we're here today but we can't i cannot tell you anything about how we're going to move because we don't have anything to move on as of today
0: one thing the legislature did do for jefferson county was provide 5000 extra dollars per student to help that district which has lost a lot of children and therefore a lot of money along with it to move forward and to implement new ideas, new programs, and keep their staff. Giving extra money to schools has been one way to try and help them, although it isn't really going for everyone. Next week, we will find out from the State Board of Education how they will implement the the legislature's new Schools of Hope public school program, which was designed to give up to 25 eligible schools that have been low-performing per student extra to help them move forward with their improvement plans. That idea came out of the Schools of Hope House Bill 7069 legislation, which has drawn a lot of criticism and is still under challenge. Representative Donalds asked pointedly during one of the committee meetings this past week whether any of the school districts that are seeking the Schools of Hope money have actually sued the legislature or talked about suing the legislature over House Bill 7069. And in fact, a majority of them have, including Pinellas County, Polk County, Palm Beach, Broward, Volusia, and others. So we'll have to wait and see whether that plays a role in how the State Board of Education decides how to dole out that money. The the State Board also is set to approve next week a list of schools of excellence, another portion of House Bill 7069. These are schools that have been traditionally high flyers, making A's mostly, having the top 20% of points issued in the school grading system within their levels, elementary, middle, and so on. More than 300 schools received that designation, which came along with it, the ability to get away from some of the more stringent requirements on class size, on renewal of certification, professional development points, on budgeting, and a variety of other factors. It's raised questions among some people of why the schools that have a lot are getting out of some of these requirements, while the schools that probably need some more flexibility are just facing the possibility of getting some extra money and are really up against the wire to possibly face what Jefferson County has faced, um, being taken over by a charter school or closed down. That's a debate that will be taking place next week, perhaps during the State Board of Education meeting. Maybe somebody will come in and talk about that. We'll have to just wait and see. We'll be watching. That's the end of our podcast for today. If you would like to participate in this conversation or any other, please visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. You can also continue to follow our Breaking News on Florida Education on our blog, tampa bay.com gradebook. I'm reporter Jeff Solichek. Thanks again for listening.